welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, my name is Alan Collins. I am the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Danny and Hannah. Hi, Danny. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. In this week's podcast, we are going to be talking about the Stephen Bear case. Stephen Bear has been found guilty of sharing sex tape. And this is all about him secretly filming himself and his ex-girlfriend, Georgia Harrison, having consensual sex on CCTV. So before we get going with this podcast, having told you what the theme is or the subject is, please remember that we are going to be discussing sensitive issues. These podcasts often cover distressing subjects revolving around sexual abuse. So if you think you are going to be upset by the content of this podcast, now's the time to switch off and go and do something else. Having said all of that, I'm hoping that you are going to stay with us and listen to this podcast. So having told you what the subject is, I'm now going to hand over to Danny, who can tell us a little bit more about the background. Thanks, Alan. So, yes, Stephen Bear is a social media star. He's been on a number of reality TV shows and also Georgia Harrison has also been on the same. So, you know, big sort of week TV shows that Georgia Harrison was on Love Island ITV, which, you know, a lot of younger generations than me now will will tune into. So both not necessarily household names, but especially with the younger generations are both very well known. They entered into a relationship and basically the brief background of it is in August 2020, they had consensual sex in his back garden. This was caught on his CCTV. So the, the sexual relationship was consensual, but Georgia Harrison didn't know at the time that it, it was being filmed. He later advised her it was filmed on that day and she basically asked him to delete it and get rid of it. And so how this has played out since then is that she was aware that it had been sent to one other person, but again asked that it be deleted. So it was quite clear that there was no consent from her to share this video. And what transpires is a couple of months later, she is then reached out on different social media platforms for for different people then saying that they'd seen this video and it was clear that it was her in it. The video is then uploaded to Bear's OnlyFans account. She goes public, actually, which is all credit to her to say, you know, this has happened to me. I've not consented to this. I I didn't want it. You know, I, I want it taken off. And in response to that, he actually increased his OnlyFans subscribe. So his subscription fees went up. So it was clear at that point that I thought this is going to, you know, rumble on. And, and hopefully I was hoping at that point that there was going to be a criminal conviction for him because, you know, we've seen and we've spoken about many, many times how imagery goes onto the dark web or accounts such as OnlyFans, whether there's no consent. And then the individual that's in that 
imagery has a real hard time of getting it removed. And the other element to this is, as I say, we deal with clients that, that you know, perhaps have had difficulties that, you, you know, their work have found out or things like that. But for Georgia Harrison, working in, in the area that she does in social media, came out and said, you know, she was dropped by brands. She was dropped by different things. So there was a significant financial impact in addition to the emotional impact that she said, you know, her brother and sister were at school at the time. So people would seen these videos. Her father ended up seeing this video. The video was doing the rounds. Um, I can't imagine as a young woman how she must have felt. She, you know, she's come out and said it made her get to the point where she didn't want to leave the house. So really, really awful. And then we've got to the point where Stephen Bear returns from Dubai and is arrested. And at that point, I thought, I wonder whether there'll be any remorse there. But it, it just turned into sort of a circus show, I think, in respect of, you know, we then rolled up to last week when when he was in, in criminal court and I was watching to see what whether there would be, you know, a social media silence, which happens normally when there's somebody that, that's in the, the media eye and they're going to have some sort of criminal case. But he was basically putting polls on his Instagram about what colour suit he should wear. We saw him roll up in a white Rolls Royce that was rented. He had a cane with a snake on it. And all of these elements, and I don't know whether our listeners will agree, just made me more and more angry that effectively there, there's a female here that effectively is saying, my life has been destroyed by this. And it just seemed that none of the criminal side was being taken seriously by Stephen. Well, it's all very degrading at every level, isn't it? It's, you know, obviously for the victim, Georgia, is very, what's happened is very, um, distressing the whole business from beginning to end but what is it that makes people think that it's sort of okay to behave in this sort of very degrading way because they're degrading not only their victim but themselves aren't they well and i think we we as a society really need to look at this so you know i, I did co- comments across Bolton on this and that georgia harrison this has happened to her but what about if this was your sister your mother your friend you know your girlfriend we've seen many times we we did a podcast not long ago on the most hated man in the internet where people were having their their images hacked and then put online you know this is can be life-changing and destroying. And, you know, Georgia Harrison, all credit to her, gave a really great statement, you know, really outlining the impact to her. And when I read that, I thought, I really hope that that stops some people from click and sharing. Or, you know, when it hit the press, again, so many more people wanted to then view this video, which, you know, you've really got to question your your motives. If you've got somebody saying something's been put out there of me that I didn't consent to, and then you think, oh, I really want to watch that. I, I generally think it's horrendous. Mm. I don't remember if it was you, Hannah, or you, Danny, but one of you, I think, a while back, produced some research which sort of showed that there's a substantial proportion of people, I suspect men, who thought it was okay to behave in this sort of degrading way. What does that tell us? Well, I'd be interested in your points of this, Hannah, as well, because you're slightly younger. So for for me, social media didn't get to the level it is now until I was in later life in university, which, you know, in some ways I'm so grateful for. But Stephen Bear and his attitude and way he comes across will have a big following of younger 
male fans perhaps and then you think if somebody at school has seen this you know do they then think it's okay to share images you know revenge porn we've seen documentaries with bbc and all those things now that you know revenge porn is so on the rise that and you've got people in high profile positions doing it does it make it look okay to the younger generations who aren't realizing that you know sending sharing a topless image of another child at school is criminal you know i think you've produced some statistics haven't you yeah well i mean i was just going to say i think we've touched on this issue in quite a few of our podcasts now and um, you know just how dangerous sometimes social media can be and I think the problem is as you've sort of just said Danny is it's almost like people feel like they're not responsible because they can hide behind a screen um and I think what we you know all need to face is that social media just makes content so accessible and you know it's so easy to just click on a video you have websites now that are getting more and more popular OnlyFans, Pornhub and it's you know you almost have to think because we're hiding behind a screen it's almost like easier for people to feel like it's okay if we were in person you know if if someone was to watch that video in front of you know Georgia how would they actually feel I'm sure they would feel guilty and they would know you know morally that is not right let's look at these figures that you've found Hannah yeah so um according to channel four figures in January 2022 revealed that there have been almost 20,000 known revenge porn victims in the UK in four years now almost 80 percent of those were women so victims the victims sorry yeah yeah. the victims were women and girls and the majority of suspects 62 percent the the people missing revenge porn were male yeah but actually that's an astonishing figure for two reasons isn't it all that percentage is majority of the suspects 60 percent are male but i'm equally surprised that there's 38 percent presumably women yeah. doing this and there was a case reported recently where I think it was mother and son have been convicted of revenge porn and I think they are awaiting sentence I, I mean the, the, the split for, for men and women are, I'm not surprised that, that women are much higher of the victims but we, we've seen other high profile situations like this before I mean Katie Price shared images of a previous ex-husband before and that hit the media that that was a number of years ago before and then also I know we've got some more stats to talk about in this but I always think the statistics it's you know the tip of the iceberg because these are only the ones reported there's bound to be many more people that you know think I I can't face this or I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to report it to the police who are going to suffer in silence so I think we have to take these figures with with a pinch of salt. Yeah and you know with Channel 4's findings um, 2,000 of the victims of of the the 19,000 were under the age of 18 and there was even some children younger than 10 years old found in those figures which is just shocking and disgusting. Well, maybe there needs to be even more education on on all of this so that people realise if they're getting involved in all of this, A, they could be committing a criminal offence, and B, it could cost them not only their liberty, but financially too, because yeah. if they're ordered to pay compensation for the harm that they've gone and caused, could really, really be extremely painful. There needs to be a lot more, I think, in education as well, and whether that's in the UK curriculum, because it's becoming such a big 
issue. I was speaking to one of the sexual abuse rape crisis centres and they have started a campaign educating younger individuals, so sort of teenagers, that, you, you know, if you're convicted of this type of crime, this is going to affect your career, what jobs you can do to, whether you can travel to certain countries. And I think when that's laid out to somebody that, you know, if you share that message on WhatsApp, this could change the whole Career yeah. prospects that you've got. A, the conviction, and B, you know, sex offenders register. Yeah, exactly. Everything that goes I, with I that. I really think there is a lack of education. I mean, um, I've recently had quite a lot of conversations with parents, especially, and just how, you know, they are scared with their children on social media. And, you know, some, some parents have will go on their social media accounts and see things playing out and I just feel like a lot of children aren't aware of the consequences as you just said and there does need to be more education on it um, but I, I just think it's become almost normalised to them in but, this day and age. But you both also discussed not long ago on the podcast of things like Snapchat so things you know conversations disappearing images disappearing all of these elements do potentially facilitate grooming and things like that going forward potentially. There's got to be a lot more accountability with these websites and, you know, the, the tech that, that we're moving quick enough to, to protect people. You know, Pornhub, Alan, you and I did a podcast, I think, last year saying that a significant, I think it's in the millions of images and videos had to be removed because it was deemed child porn or non-consensual. And one of the reasons for doing that was they were going to lose their funding at the time. And that was one of the key reasons I think they probably did it. But, but there shouldn't be that, should they, that it's because they're going to lose their funding that they're going to act. I think it should be a case of if there's no consent to this video from the person in it, it shouldn't go up at all. Or if it is, it should be able to be taken down immediately. I think the financial incentive for people to do this sort of thing also needs to be looked at because you know, people see going on to creating a, what's, what's the term, their own platform on yeah. OnlyFans, yeah. for example. They know um, they're going to have a, a captive audience, potentially, that's prepared to pay to see whatever it is that, you know, they're, they're, they're putting on their platform. People see it as an alternative source of income, maybe, particularly in, you know, economically straightened, yeah. difficult times. And I mean, I think that it should be clear that there's no judgment of if somebody wants to open an OnlyFans and, and they're on it and the people that are in the videos with that individual or that individual's on their own and then it's consenting. That's not what, what we're disputing or just discussing. It's, it's the cases like this specific one where Georgia Harrison, you know, the firewall is there to protect people from watching these things unless you subscribe. And then Stephen Bear can increase the price because of the demand there to see a video that clearly was never consented to be up and it remained up yeah i think mm. consent is thinking aloud you think well you know whatever is being posted what have people consented to if anything and you know this this financial incentive to put this stuff on there in the first place so i think there's some really thorny difficult yeah. questions that as a society we need to be facing up to and coming up with some sensible answers and otherwise people will carry on getting hurt yeah and that is movement and, and clearly you know Stephen Bear hasn't been sentenced I'm hoping the sentence really reflects the you know the damage that he caused to Georgia and whether potentially she may be bringing a civil claim because you know she's just come out and she said she's lost a lot of business from this 
But, you know, for our listeners, this is a clear indication that if this is something that's happened to you, you know, you need to contact the police immediately, these websites and get the images taken down, hopefully as quickly as possible. But there are things that can be done if this is happening to you. Yeah, we've been instructed this week in a in a case where all about images, there's actually no physical contact between the abuser and the victims or the um sexual abuse effectively has been committed through technology yeah and that's the the world that we're having to advise and represent in on that note we'll draw this podcast to a close thank you Hannah, thank you danny and thank you to everyone out there tuning in to our latest podcast as always if you have any questions comments please do get in touch likewise if you have any suggestions for future podcasts please tell us. We are always delighted to hear. So it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Danny, and it's goodbye from Hannah too. Bye listeners. Bye listeners. Bye Hannah and bye Danny. Thank you very much. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.